So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the first riot of the Luddites. Then on Tuesday, we unearthed the mad coincidence of the day two different Dennis the Menaces made their comic strip debuts. On Wednesday, the day the Spanish conquered the last Maya kingdom. Thursday was the day Colonel Sanders sued KFC. And on Friday, we recall how Vincent van Gogh's sister-in-law made his name. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that fucking invented style over substance. Damn right we did. We are all fine Miami-looking people. But we are vacuous. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that always ends with the unexpected appearance of helmets. Well, if it's tradition, then it's expected. You can't have unexpected tradition. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that has an exemption from producer Matt's no jewellery rule but not from his no underwear rule. I'm going the opposite direction. I'm wearing three pairs of pants. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the Willy T. Ribs of F1 Podcasts. I am hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 Podcast that parked our boats outside. Real boats in our real boat park. And Buddy's special prize. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, we're going to Miami. Bienvenida a Miami. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, this week with very poor suspension. Is this is this why you're bouncing up and down in the in the on the camera? Just bouncing around, just showing off. <laughs> Look at this suspension here. On my gym ball. Have you got one of those Miami style lowriders on the on the hydraulics that goes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish, I wish. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the podcast F1 deserves. I'm Chica Rez, and today from Miami, not really, we've got VPNs on, we are going to be looking back at the inaugural Miami Grand Prix. We have got glitz, glamour, board celebs, and a fake marina. What more could we want? How about a race that wasn't a big pile of shit, Liberty Media? We went to Florida and it was all a bit Mickey Mouse. We'll talk about that, the decreasing lead of Charles Leclerc in the title race, silly helmets of all kinds, and various other bits of innuendo. That is all to come.
Joining me is a man who has got back in the driver's seat. It is Phil Tromans. I went karting. Hey! What? I went karting. Who'd you go... Who'd you go karting with? It was for it was a charity Missed thing. Missed Apex. No, it wasn't Missed Apex. No, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing that lowbrow. Um, it was. Uh, I'm a member of the Southern Group of Motoring Writers. You're probably familiar with it, and they had their annual charity karting. Bash. Isn't that a bit? That sounds a bit Ku Klux Klanny. <laughs> no, 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 no. Any similarities are entirely coincidental. <laughs> so we had a kart race to raise money for women on the move against cancer. Um, and they needed some drivers for the Women on the Move Against Cancer team. And uh, so we got four men together. Good. And, yeah. yep, four <laughs> men. Came fourth out of 12. Pretty pleased with that, considering I'm very out of practice. And alongside him is a man who is buying an induction hob. It is Terry Saunders. Oh. I know, I know what you're thinking. Oh, what are these tales of Burkheim Berlin this week? And I'm buying a kitchen. Right. Well. Is that because flats in Germany don't come with kitchens, yes. as we've previously learned on this podcast? Yes, so I've got uh, some shitty IKEA sink, which is basically a sink on a wireframe, which just leaks water everywhere, and a wooden worktop that I made myself, if you may remember nice. from the Instagram days. But I moved into this flat a year ago next week, and figured it was time I became a big boy, and... So I've been looking at ordering a kitchen, and I've realised yeah. that induction hobs are a thing, and I'm fucking yeah. going for it. Yeah, I've got one. It's, they're they're uh, pretty good. Does yours do bridging? I don't know. What is an induction hob? You're so young. I went to someone's <laughs> house, and they put on the hob, and then they said, you can put your hand on it, and because I like a challenge, I put my hand on it, didn't burn, because the induction mm. hob uses induction, which means sure. it only gets hot when there's a metal saucepan of the right kind of metal on top of it. Yeah. It basically means you have to throw out most of your saucepans because they won't work with them. Right. As we found out. Right. So no, in, no gas. No gas. Fuck you, Russia. And no electric either. Although I do wonder with the FIA's jewellery ban, I mean, if I put my mm. hand on it and I had a ring on... Oh, well, it depends yeah. if, it's, if it's like an, uh, the proper alloy. Then Oof. you'll go up like a, a Joss Verstappen. Chica doesn't like it because she's a bit of a hobnob. <laughs> oh! Well, speaking of Chica, uh, anything going on with you? So I have started driving again after eight years. Good for you. Ooh. Thank you. I thought, yeah, mm. getting behind the wheel would be easy. I would be doing handbrake turns. I thought I'll be on the motorway by within an hour. Well, it's like riding a bike, isn't it? Well, that's what I Except thought. Except harder. And highly dangerous. And da- very dangerous. Mm-hmm. It turns out I am horrendous. Like Nicholas Latifi bad or...? I'm not that bad, but I'm. If, if Nicholas Satifi was in sort of suburban roads, imagine that. Yeah. Oh, absolute carnage. So I've had three hour long, not lessons. I, they're just with Tom's, though. They're not, you know, real, but still. Three hour long <laughs> sessions. I've seen the two of you together. And um, <laughs> what's the dynamic of the lessons? Does he get quite cross? Um, ha- does Frustrated. he get. Quietly he, frustrated. Actually, no. He's really. He's actually quite Did good. I. Um, if he does, he keeps it to himself. Okay. I didn't look because I yeah, my he doesn't, eyes. He doesn't talk. That's, that's a long, healthy marriage you got coming up. <laughs> do, you, do you think? Just keep all that internalized. <laughs> Don't communicate. Whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the worst exactly. thing you could do. 
Okay, let's head to Listener's Corner to hear you whoop and cheer and generally conform to American stereotypes. Woo! First up, the event itself. Phil Pip Matthews said, You know there's a problem when you hear the commentators desperately utter you don't necessarily need overtaking to make a race exciting. And Ted informed them that there's a great battle going on for 14th place. Adrian Lovell says, Ugly and boring track with zero soul. Produced a boring quali and pretty dull race with very little action. Was on my to-visit races during the pre-race hype. Now having seen it, I'm not bothered. John Craft said, that made Americans look terrible. Not that we needed a GP to do that. Ooh. Tom, excuse me. I need some Rennie. Um, <laughs> Got indigestion. Uh, let me demand that. This um, episode is sponsored by... <laughs> Rennie! <Gaviscon. laughs> yeah. Tom Murray says, still disappointed this wasn't called the Dan Marino Grand Prix. I don't we, get that. We separately came up with that joke, Tom and uh, Tom and I, because it was in our newsletter. I'm going to assume that Tom stole it from us, even though he came up with it before. The, I don't get it. It's the Dan Marino Grand Prix. Dan Marino's the American footballer, played for the Miami Dolphins. Miami. Don't get it. Dolphins. Stadium, around which the track was. Dan Marino. Sounds like San Marino. Oh. Why has no one made a joke about porpoising? <laughs> but I'm, I, I was trying to come up with something for one of the possible titles for this episode, but I got nothing. It's not, it's not, easy, not as easy as it looks. Anyway, <laughs> it was, it was a very, the, the, it was a big event, wasn't it? In the let's go, let's go back to the build-up. The, it was a big event. There was a lot of razzmatazz. There was a lot of celebrities. There was a lot of hype. A lot of drivers on American talk shows. You see much of that? Apparently there was an opening ceremony, which I'm sure we all watched. My, my issue isn't so much that all this, because this is they're in America, they've got to do American stuff. You know, they've got to have big tubs of ice cream and, you know... Massive trucks. Be fine, be fine with kids being shot in schools and have a glitzy start to a race with lots of celebrities. I actually think as fans and as commentators like we are on a podcast... We should maybe just ignore this race. <laughs> it's basically, you know how we, it's you know how we didn't have a podcast last week, last week because we were all ill, and we just put out an old podcast. I think for the next Miami Grand Prix, we should just not bother. We should just so, say, look. Do you want to? Do you want to ignore it? Because is it like when somebody's being attention seeking, you want to ignore them? Is that the kind of? It's vibe? more that it's to to attract the american audience it's got to be like an american sport if you watch any american sport it's be- if you watch the indy car it's bewildering you know if you watch the indy 500 build up it's just like another it's like they're on they have a planet. month of build up for that yeah 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 and if you watch like, any american sport it's just like it's 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 just coming from a different universe mm. and f1 has tried for many many years to go to america and be f1 and it doesn't work and they finally clocked that what they've got to do is be as fucking mad as the americans and we can be annoyed at that while we sit here going oh we're in europe uh, we don't like it we, we don't like sport to be glitzy we like it to be no. like muddy we car parks and where no were the old the white men in blazers that's what i say <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we 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 want it to be quite ideally our tv coverage we'd like it to we'd like to miss the start of the race because there's something else on grandstand you know that's that's kind of how we love formula one but the americans insist on all of the coverage and all the build-up for days yeah. on end and so i'm kind of I'm kind of fine with them having it their way. I just don't know if we necessarily have to watch it. Well, I, th- I think I'd have been much more fine with it if the race was any good. Obviously but it wasn't. Yeah. Right, it was okay. Pretty, well, actually, it was, this, it was might be some, this might be something to talk about because I read after the race that apparently there were 45 overtakes during that race. And I thought, no, there weren't. 
But then I also heard a lot of people bitching about the TV coverage, and I thought, was it just really badly filmed? Is that why it seemed so incredibly dull? Did they put all the effort into sort of doing, I don't know, whatever they were doing, getting the stars of the day, you know, Jason Priestley and Tom Hanks or whoever was there, and then forgot how to shoot cars driving around? Oh, it's possible. It's not the first time. But um, actually, I should say, I didn't get to watch the actual live coverage because I was busy on Sunday night because it was on quite late here in Berlin. It was like 9.30. And then... Were you at Berghain again? I was at (laughs) Berghain again. No, I was having... I was eating tacos. Very important. Um, No, I was at an exhibition, actually. Um. Um. Ooh. Oh. Now look at you, you're like Earthy Americans. Look at them oh, with, yeah. their, with their oh, with their tacky sports. They yeah, start yeah. understand high art, <laughs> that, like I do. TV yeah. coverage. I was in an exhibition <laughs> opening, and um, <laughs> there was there was there wasn't there wasn't canapes, but yeah, there was beer. Was that DJ um, Khaled? No, it was just, well, just Will Smith got in really cheap oh. actually. <laughs> but because I've got the F1 TV service app thing illegally. The next day, I was like, I'm going to watch the race. And I was going to have a quick... I was, I'll give you the whole story. I was going to have a bath. So I was running the bath. So I put the bath on, opened up the F1 TV app, and it said, the Miami race in 30. So I'm like, I like a 30-minute kind of highlights thing. I can watch that, and then I can delve in later on. And then in between me turning the bath off and getting undressed and everything, I didn't realize that it was on a kind of carousel thing. And when I clicked on it, it was actually the race in 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> So I, get, I, get, been like... so I get in the bath and I'm just like watching it and it's just like God, this, this race must have been pretty boring because they've got halfway through already and then it's kind of went okay there's only 10 laps left and I'm like fucking hell they're going to they're going to give like 25 minutes to the last 10 laps what must have happened oh my god and then I realised that it was all over and it just gave me just a big red screen for 20 minutes whilst I had the rest of my bath to be honest I mean you'd struggle to get there were three good laps in it but it was, it was pretty interminable, and I just I feel have, like, yeah. I, I like if it, if it was just like a normal build up and then a doll race, be like, well, we're used to it. But when they hype it up so much, mm. like you're promising an awful lot, and you're, you're dangling a big old carrot, and you're not giving us any carroty fun, and it's pretty disappointing. Well, I thought it looked like it would be really fun to go to, and I yes. texted you and I said, "Can we go?" And then yes. you pointed out the the amount that it, a lemonade cost, which was absolutely insane prices. Two lemonades, thirty five dollars. Somebody Whoa. on either our Facebook or our Twitter, and I apologise, I haven't got your name to hand, sent us an advert if you wanted to go and have a seat on one of the fake yachts, thirty eight thousand dollars. And so for that it's, reason, I'm out. Yeah, well, exactly. Do you remember a while ago when I used to keep going on about how I used to go to the Abu Dhabi races and oh, the the facilities were so good. And there is something to be said for that. It was a fun, it was a fun weekend at Abu Dhabi, even if you're watching on the TV and the races weren't great. I suspect Miami's like that because all the commentators seem to have a lovely time. But that was it such was a dollars ditch water to watch. <laughs> Tenuous, desperate reason to drop in Abu Dhabi there. No, it's the same thing. That's what another, I'm saying. Like, another race I went to abroad. I, was, I, I remember I was having a chat with Jock and Mass about this. And, uh, you know, it's like when we interviewed Nigel Mansell. It was... Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. I think there are some races Didn't that are good to Nigel go Mansell? to. Nigel Mansell? That was so long ago. I don't think it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I've met him a few times since. Um, there there is something to be said for too. the fact that the, the at-race experience 
is very different to the actual watching. Half the time at the race, you have no idea what the fuck's going on in the actual racing. You're just there to soak up the atmosphere and the noise and the facilities and the, the entertainment and all that kind of shit. Like, I, I used to watch the race again later because it's like, oh, well, let's find out what actually happened. And I suspect okay. Miami's the same. Right. Well, let's move away from, from your life and back to back to Miami. So, does perhaps the most cringeworthy part of the weekend was Martin Brundle's grid walk on the Sky coverage. The former ace number two driver strode up and down looking for drivers, but found only miscellaneous celebrities who were variously vacuous, disinterested or overly expressive. And Leon Taylor said Martin Brundle's grid walk showed me that in contrary to popular belief, American celebrities are, as seen on TV, as dumb as they look. Stuart Murray said, Williams, we didn't embarrass ourselves for a change. Venus, hold my coat. Hmm. And Ben Turnbull said, once I saw that promoters issued a list of celebrities attending, I was out. Who won? Celebrity won. Or lost. What is it with Brundle and the Venus Venus sisters? (laughs) The Williams sisters. I don't know. I've, I've weirdly never made that connection between Williams and Williams before which seems such an obvious thing now i could work to Murray all the time did we yeah, we <laughs> do yeah oh, i've usually yeah. drunk when we record um when williams are really shit i got it's not a best I got, joke i got quite angry at the grid walk it was such a waste of time like again though it's i don't really like cringe tv so maybe that's just me but i was like what You've got a whole grid full of interesting people to do with the sport that we're watching that we're all interested in. You're just talking to these... I mean, not nobodies, because I'm sure in another world they're interesting. But I don't care about any of them. <laughs> I don't care what a golfer thinks about Formula One. I want to hear what's going on with the race. What do you think the point is? Do you think it's to try and get people that would like the v- the Williams sisters to suddenly like Formula One? or It's just this... It's the whole Netflix... It's oh, it's millennials and it's me being an old man that hates the world and shouts at clouds. I just, I don't care. I don't care if David Beckham's there or not Patrick, the basketball player, is there. Like, Martin Brunel didn't know who half of them were either. Yeah, but and, this is... And, even, and when, even with the people very, he did know, they were just so fucking vacuous and stupid. Like, what's the point? We're being very kind on Martin Brundle because he's played this game before. He's sucked the Sky corporate cock before when he's like, <laughs> oh, here's a, here's a footballer because uh, the, don't forget, the Manchester United matches on after this race, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's done all that shit before. So he's part of the fucking machine. I'm sure there are people like the generation above us that when Martin Brundle started like talking to people drivers on the grid they go oh it shouldn't be like the driver shouldn't be talking to people oh, I don't I don't know what they sound like oh I don't know what they look like I just want to see them crash um, I don't want to know they're fleshy humans so, <laughs> he's not even wearing a bow tie oh fuck <laughs> he's not sturdy moss I hate this fucking program <laughs> I mean, maybe it is just me being old and, like, not down with the Instagram kids. But, like, n- none of them added anything to the experience. It's like, okay, they're there. I mean, who gives no, a shit? I, like, I, I, totally, I, don't, I, genu- I actually don't mind. There's been the other occasion where they interview a celebrity who actually has an interest in F1. And, like, that's quite interesting. You know, they're a fan. Fine. But when they're just there to get pictures of them on the grid, like, who gives a fuck? It does seem weird to have Martin Brundle doing it. It's like... Yes, they want to have their Instagram shots of all the people that are famous on it, but Martin Brundle's... Who should, well, who should they got? Who would be the best down-with-the-kids former F1 driver, if not Brundle? Button? No, not, not just get Ellen or someone. Ellen? Yeah. 
The generous. My, my sister. Yeah. She's very generous. <laughs> Wait, what? Moving on. I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> cut that bit, Matt. My dad listens. In other news. And cut that bit, Matt. Cheeky's dad listens. <laughs> I bet he does. Or as I, or as I call him, dad. In other news, the future of the car, on the road at least, is definitely electric. But what about F1 cars? Well, Formula One has no option but to go electric at some point. According to the guy behind Formula E, Alejandro Agag. Funny he should say that because Formula E has the exclusive rights to full electric and hydrogen power single seaters until 2039. So if F1 does want to ditch conventional engines, it will need to come up with some kind of deal convenient this is going to be an issue at some point because how long how long a petrol engine is going to be a thing how long is the public going to put up with that kind of stuff because while at the moment there are still quite a lot of people who are like petrol till i die there's a the, the rise in sale of electric cars is rocketing and a lot of people are going for it. The car industry is all on board with it. They're going full board towards electric. It's going to have to change at some point because nobody's going to be using petrol anymore. Um, but then, Formula E. Mm. What are we going to do? I don't have an answer. I just thought we'd talk about it. Well, wasn't this always the plan? Wasn't that when they said it was going to be the 2039 thing? Because was it Bernie... It's Bernie Eccleston was still in charge, and he was just going, "Oh no, we don't want electricity. <laughs> oh no, we're going to do it as we always. We're going to control it by power and like mob killings, like we always have." <laughs> and um, everyone at the time was just like, "Well, this is a time bomb waiting to happen because 2039 is definitely going to be a time when there's going to be all electric cars." So yeah. uh, Alejandro has done a very clever thing, and he's going to make a lot of money out of this because undoubtedly Formula 1 are going to have to be forced to buy the contract or buy the rights off him or make some kind of join-up deal or something. If anything, he's just probably pissed off that they haven't done it yet. And, he's got was, a, and, he's, and all this time he's got to produce fucking Formula E. I mean, he's, if anything, that's the loser in this situation is having to do Formula E. I was covering an automotive conference this week and the big boss of Mercedes was, was asked about this because obviously they have a Formula E team as well and he very specifically didn't give an opinion on it um, which I thought was interesting and sort of said all I'm going to say is that Formula 1 will always be the pinnacle of motorsport so it seems like everyone's passing the buck at the moment but at some point they're going to have to decide that they're, Formula E is either going to have to be like the equivalent of like GP3 or something or it's going to have to merge with Formula 1 at the moment the battery tech isn't there but it it's increasing very quickly and it will be there and they're going to have to do something yeah I mean it's, it's gone from being a joke five years ago where they had to swap cars halfway through to now being a joke because they don't have to swap cars but it's still shit but at this rate <laughs> of improvement soon it will just be a joke with not bad racing it could be a very serious joke soon guess where the Formula E E Prix is this weekend Berlin. Uh, is it Berlin it's next to my house again yeah. oh so you're going for a, going for a pint with Jack Nichols uh, yes. Uh, going for dinner. Going for dinner tomorrow. Oh. Night, actually. Such a, see, we, we, laugh at, we laugh at Phil for being a name dropper. 
Well, I thought we named off when it's Jack Nichols. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, looks like that dinner's off. Oh, no, the cat's Lovell's not impressed. Did I get cats meowing on Mr. Apex? Meow. Meowst Apex. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. So, Audi and Porsche are definitely coming back to F1. After years of speculation, the boss of parent company Volkswagen says that there are plans for entries in 2026. But what does that mean? Probably not factory teams, but engines. Porsche is widely tipped to be hooking up with Red Bull powertrains with some sort of badge chicanery going on, while Audi looks like being a proper engine developer. It's held talks with McLaren about a possible partnership in the future. Yes, apparently so. McLaren have said, yeah, we've been talking to Audi and we've told them that we're not for sale, which sort of gives the impression that Audi tried to buy McLaren. Mm. I'm getting a bit pissed off with all this. Because a few weeks ago, it was like, they're both coming in, they're both going to make brand new projects and teams, they're going to make cars, and it's like, oh, then we're going to go there, Porsche are going to go with Red Bull, and Audi are going to make a team, no, it's like, Audi are going to try and buy a team. You know what's going to happen? In five years, then, neither of them are going to bother. That's what's going to happen. Or it might be like Honda, they'll come in for a bit, and then get bored, and leave. This is hard, isn't it? (laughs) Just as they win the World Championship, they'll have decided to leave. I want them to buy McLaren and become McLaudy. Yeah. (laughs) McLaren's such a name you wouldn't think you'd think actually Audi would just incorporate McLaren into their like Volkswagen would basically McLaren would become a Volkswagen brand that's what's gonna that's what would happen isn't it and it would be the McLaren Audi Formula 1 team McLaudy as long as they've got Kevin Magnussen then it could be Kevin McLaudy <laughs> it might it's, it looks like it's, it's closer to looking like it might happen than it has been for a long time yes It'll, maybe no, they'll team up again and they'll be auto union just for you know old time's sake but I still don't quite get this port, the, the Red Bull powertrain thing because that means that Honda are making like illegal backstreet engines for Red Bull for well, another three years. So, yeah, by 2026, it basically be like uh, Honda have sort of handed over the reins and they'll sort of gradually be backing away and Red Bull will be taking over, you know, like a sort of dad trying to teach his kid to ride a bike and gradually, I'm still holding you when he's actually not. Um, but then Porsche will come in and stick their name on it. So do you think Porsche will come in and take over the engine project and not I doubt it. I suspect I suspect they'll I suspect they'll become sort of a technical partner and maybe put their name on it or something like that. So they'll be Red Bull Porsche and it, ostensibly it'll be a Porsche engine but really it'll have been developed by Red Bull powertrains on behalf of Porsche and Porsche will just pay them a load of money probably. But that's what I'm confused at. So you think that Porsche are going to come in and just put their name on it because that just seems weird I've, to me. I think there'll be an fact, engineering, you know, input. They'll they'll get involved. They'll have people embedded with the team and all that kind of jazz, but it won't be a full factory Porsche only project. That's my suspicion based on Because then there are things, things about the resource agreements and everything because if they're coming if Porsche come in as a new engine, then as a team, they get lots of extra wind tunnel time and all the rest of it. Mm. But if they just come in and like take over the Red Bull powertrain, they won't. And we know how slippery Christian Horner and Matichitz are. I would imagine they're probably poring over the details of what's allowed and what isn't, and figuring out what's yeah. the what's the structure we can put together that best allows us to do the most and get the which best is, result which out. Is like the keep as much expertise thing. as possible, but also get all the benefits of a new team and blah blah blah. This is the exact thing that F1 fans love about Formula 1. Yeah. They are looking at every loophole to make that contract watertight. Yeah. (laughs) We've come in in the most efficient way to gain illegal access and advantages. Yeah. And then Mm. they'll be rubbish for four seasons. Let's fucking hope so. Because I'll tell you what, I'm getting bored of this Red Bull dominance. Mm. (laughs) It's been going on too long. 
Two weeks. Too long. Yeah. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F1 sake or find us on Facebook where we're for F1 sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, though, if you think we're right, then why not buy us a beer? Just like Mark Berry, who says, hope this makes you all feel better. It does. I do feel better for drinking. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Mark. Yes. David Sayer, who says, all week long, I've had shingles. So I decided to write you a jingle. The race was quite dull, so I fell into a lull. I'm still not allowed to mingle. I had shingles once. And did you mingle? No, no I I thought... So shingles are adult chicken pox. Right. Yes. My wife had it over Christmas. It was rubbish. And then my daughter had chicken pox. And then did she have like little... Not to talk about your wife's body, but did she have like blistery sores? <laughs> she had a blistery face. Because I had it on my like, on my under my uh what's this called my trunk man boob boob one it does look a bit booby doesn't it (laughs) i um (laughs) and i woke up and i was went to the toilet and i just saw these kind of like little blistery things in the mirror (laughs) and i was so under your yeah under under my on my trunk and i was so tired my thought was oh i've got some raspberry on me oh it's weird (laughs) and they went to wipe it off and it didn't come off and then i was like what the fuck is that they went to the doctor. It was shingles. But um, there's my story. Thanks for the beer. That's a good story. That's a good one. I liked it. And and it wasn't as good as David's uh, limerick. No. It was better. Which was... Uh... Charles Moussard. Thank you for the beer as well. Charles Moussard, who says, A drink for everyone, including producer Matt, a soft one for Chica, thank you, and Phil may be able to get another dinky can. Aww. What's a dinky can? Obviously I don't know. Oh, the di- oh, he's- no, I know what he means now. I put something on Twitter. I bought a, I got, well, actually I was given an old-fashioned, like a can of old-fashioned, you know, the whiskey-based drink, which was very tasty, but it was literally like 50 mil, oh. and it was four pounds a can, Ooh. and it was ridiculous. Oh. So that's that's a that's a deep cut from Charles, who's clearly been following me on Twitter, which you can do too, at Phil Troman's two L's, thanks. Blue tick. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for the drink, Charles. Why I've got a blue tick. All right. No, 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 Come no. on. Why, this why is not about you. you. This say, is to uh, say thank you to people. It's not about me, because he said a drink for everyone, and he's included name-checking the three of you, <laughs> and I don't get anything. I'm just saying. Yeah. Sure. As for the three even, main even. stars of the podcast, Chica, who presents it, me, who is also here, Matt, who puts it together. Sebastian Cox, who says, about the Italian race we never covered, you and the 2022 regs, death to DRS, absolutely beautiful racing today, old school F1. Oh, it's a classic, wasn't it? Did you listen to the episode that we put out? No. Mm, no. <laughs> I actually did. It was quite funny. I think it was the first time we talked about Liberty Media. Aww. It was like... Oh, there's this new company coming in. I wonder if they're going to be any good. And now, My oh, own. how sweet! And we were, and we were in person. We actually, we all got together. Remember that? Actually, we did that a few couple of races ago. But still, thank you, Sebastian Cox and Rishav Sharma. Thank you, Rishav. Haven't left a message. Left a message. Yeah, no message. Just, just, just the name. Thanks, Rishav and Guy Warner. Also, no message, but a good, solid, manly name. Mate, you've Thank got you your, your trousers are falling down. Sorry, I'm a guy warner. <laughs> and to our monthly donors keeping us in beer all year long. This week we thank in as many different languages as we can. Oh, what? That came out of nowhere. Ah, merci, Paul. Michael Perry. Danke, Michael. Donald Griffin. Shukran, Donald. Keith Russell. 
Wow, as in cat. <laughs> Chris Lee. <laughs> How do you say thank you in... I'm trying to remember Jamie, other languages. Jamie I know. Uh, gracias, gracias, Chris. Gracias, uh, oh, it's your go, uh, Terry. Muchas gracias. You just I've done just that. Done that you one. can't do that again. No, mine was Portuguese. That's, that's no. not the same in Portuguese. Grazie. <laughs> ob, ob, obrigado. <laughs> Jenny and Ralph Brynard. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Fuck. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good one. Bryce Davies. See us here. Andrew Cunningham. Scrooby. 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 I think it's Polish. Jason R. Bradley. This is bad. Kamsamida. Liam O'Neill. Um, woof. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Hinton. Ketos, Paul. Phil, you were clearly looking those up. I was not. I he promise was, you. I he was. was he definitely. Looking you them can up. check the video. My hands were nowhere. I know them all. I know all the languages. Join them. Join them all by going to ff1s.com forward slash pint pint pint. Right, I'm off for a waz. Terry! Phil? Summer's here. The sun's shining. Shirts are off and your balls are smooth. <laughs> Excuse me? You heard that right. Your friends at Manscaped are here to make sure your beach balls are as smooth as Floridian sand. Well, do you know what? Do you know what Floridian sand is famous for? Drug traffic. <laughs> <laughs> In summer, you want to kill some cold beers and barbecues, not kill the vibe with pubes peeking out your swim trunks. <laughs> My cat is going mental. The thing is, I think that pubes peeking out of the swimming trunks are quite a nice look, but they're not a nice feel. So what I've taken to doing is <laughs> taping pubes to the swimming trunk, but having the smooth ball feel, that's what chefs say about mouthfeel, of... Well, actually, mouthfeel, depending on the night. Um, and so I quite like the, the sense of a smooth ball, but the look of a hairy one. <laughs> well, that's why Manscaped, TM, has their performance package 4.0 to keep the party in your pants looking crisp and refreshing all summer long. Oh, I forgot about the crisp in my pants as well. Thanks. Um, <laughs> is that the performance package 4.0, where you find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag in which to hold all your goodies? And by goodies, I don't mean Bill Oddie. <laughs> it's something to look after your Graham garden. <laughs> Dive headfirst into summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide. That's roughly 8 million balls, unless one of those <laughs> men is Hitler. <laughs> Who trust Manscaped, TM, and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com slash balls, balls, balls for 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code balls, balls, balls. If you can't remember that, think Zoe, Johnny and Cunningham. <laughs> this is the summer to turn your package into the full package <laughs> with Manscaped. Who 
with the wrist Red Bull Verstappen cracked his starts won the race got fastest lap then Willie T. Ribs told him he was ready for the boxing ring are you worried about the level of Red Bull narcissism that we could be faced with no, because they're still not winning at the moment. So, but and- they're so close. Though. They're faster than Ferrari. They've only got a bollocked up championship because of their reliability, which well, they seem to have fixed. Uh, have they, though? Oh, do you know what? They're just. This is going to be a boring second half of the season. Mark my so remember- we're, we're a long way from the second half. That's what I mean. We're by, not by even a quarter half, of the way through yet. Yeah, by the second half, it, Max, Max would have walked it and we'd all be talking about the great old days when Lewis Hamilton and Rosberg would have an argy-bargy. Where do you think we're going to be at the summer break then? Um, Silverstone. <laughs> it's the summer break, then we'll never be there. But we'll be at Silverstone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> breaking in. Do you, do you think um, he's going to be well ahead by... Verstappen's going to be well ahead by Silverstone? Yeah. Or by the summer I break. Mean, the best bet, to be honest, I don't think. I think Ferrari are going to just. They're, they're they're getting more and more Ferrari as the weeks go on. The best <laughs> bet is if Mercedes can have, turn this round, which seems unlikely. Haven't Ferrari got improvements coming up though? Yeah, but they're yeah. Ferrari improvements, so. Right. Okay. Yeah, they put they put it on the wrong way. Although that car does look good, like when you watch the mm. Ferraris. They do look like old, like Mansell era Ferraris. I like they the colour scheme good. and the, the yeah. Yorkshire pudding side pods are growing on me. And the pointy nose is very nice. It just looks. Yeah, like but a they good look old lovely. Car. They look lovely. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I don't think say. the Red Bull looks very nice. Actually, I don't like the look of the Red Bull. A good car is a fast car. What? A good-looking car is a fast-looking. A good fast car is a good-looking car. What's this thing? I a can't right, good well, heart these nah. days is hard to find. So please be gentle with this heart of mine. <laughs> That's what they say. That's mm. what Ferrari say. That's yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Red Bull. I don't know. We just. Shall just... we talk about Willie T. Ribs? Go on then. Yeah. What did you think? I think he's he's a notable feature in motorsport because he was a black driver in motorsport way before Lewis Hamilton, and he went through a lot of shit. But he is not a good interviewer. <laughs> I thought he was great. <laughs> <laughs> he called Charles Leclerc Chuck, and then he talked about boxing to Max Verstappen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chuck is short for Charles, so that's fine. And I would also like to punch Max Verstappen. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd take it back. He was fine. Was he wearing pants? Was he wearing pants? Okay, there's a punchline somewhere. I can't see it. What do you got? No, just because they're saying that the these, rules. the rules about not wearing pants and jewellery is to attack Lewis Hamilton. Oh, do you mean Verstappen? No, Woody T. Ribs, was he wearing pants? I suspect probably not, because it is Miami. I think Woody T. Ribs went out there, stark bollock naked. <laughs> Showing off his... T-Ribs. <laughs> Willie, <laughs> sorry, that was... Willie T. Ribs, for her pleasure. Um... Perez was also there. He got quite grumpy because they said that, that there was that great bit where he was kind of going, the car's not working, and they're like, oh, no, you're just shit. He's like, no, the car's not working. He's like, no, you're shit. Oh, yes, no, it it is. the car's not working. Press the oh, pedal, Sergio. Yeah, yeah. Turn the wheel. It's the one on the right. <laughs> just press it more. Have we said before how much Sergio Perez looks like Tom Cruise? 
he looks more and more like Tom Cruise as they both get older. Yeah, because I I saw a clip of like no no, no I've gone very northern no <laughs> Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> wow, that's worse can, than the troubles. Yeah. I can only do one word in Northern Irish, which is now. Any other word? To break no, 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 <laughs> no. Woody T. Ribs. Oh, um, what was I saying? <laughs> Tom Cruise. Sure. Saw, saw a clip of new Tom, new old Tom Cruise, modern day, up to date Tom Cruise, and I genuinely thought that's Sergio Perez. Sure. It wasn't even me joking, going, oh, he looks like Sergio Perez. I was like, why is Sergio Perez in a plane? Do you want to know what will really blow your mind? If you go back a few years when Tom Cruise tested a Red Bull F1 car, it looks no. like Sergio Perez is driving it. It was way before Sergio Perez joined Red Bull. That's crazy. The future. Anyway, yeah, you're right. They're probably going to win and Ferrari going to Ferrari it all up. Speaking of which, Ferrari! After qualifying, things were looking pretty sweet for Ferrari, but their front row lockout didn't last past the first corner. Why wasn't there more of a fight up the front once Verstappen managed to overtake Leclerc? Tyres. Yes. And Sainz failing to to do what he needs to do. I mean, isn't it weird that after all of this Sainz's shit few weeks... This race, he came third, which is, you know, that's a podium, but also was shit. Yeah, I mean, he was way slower than Leclerc. He did manage to qualify in second, which is fine. Um, But then all he had to do, like, you've lost the battle to be the number one driver. You are the number two driver. So to do your number two duties, just keep Verstappen behind you. Uh, And I think he did that for half a corner. Or if he wants to become the number one driver, he's got to get in the lead on the first corner. Yeah, he didn't either. That's he dro- two dropped a third. Mm. He dropped a third. And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit shocked at how easy it was to overtake Leclerc for Verstappen and just stay there. Well, I mean, the the the, uh, the Red Bull is quick in a straight line. And that's its, its thing. Nice. That's its thing yeah. this year. And the Ferrari is not necessarily. Ferrari haven't got a chance, have they? They've done that thing where they've lucked into a few early races. We've all got excited. It's all over, isn't it? I don't know, there might be a few where there aren't big long straights, but more and more of the new tracks have got big long straights. Miami, Baku, Abu Dhabi. Lovely facilities. Sahara. (laughs) Sure, the Sahara Grand Prix. Quite looking forward to that. That'll be coming. Oh, I'm thinking Saudi. There's not a Sahara Grand Prix, is there? Oh, give it it a couple of weeks. I'd like to see a a Grand Prix in the Sahara, and by that I mean no concrete. Across the Sahara. Actually, on the Sahara. Sure. Jacked up suspension, massive mm-hmm. studded, and uh, not studded tyres, right. that'd be for ice. That's another It'll race. It'll be like, like a top, one of those old Top Gear specials. Yeah. You know. Okay. We won't see it live. We'll just have like an hour thing at Christmas. Mercedes. Compared to the Mercedes shit show we've been treated to most weekends, this was promising. Admittedly, Hamilton did hit Alonso in the opening lap, and Russell was extremely lucky with his prayers for a safety car. But it doesn't matter because they have points. Will Russell become the number one driver? No. No. Uh, No? And Alonso hit Hamilton, not the other way around, I think. Whatever. Pretty confident that's the case. No, Russell was quite spawny again. Um, I mean, he's good, don't get me wrong. And they're very closely matched, more closely matched than I thought they would be. But this was Russell being pretty lucky again with the safety car. Unless, Unless his talent is knowing when there's going to be a safety car. I mean, fifth and sixth is... Is where they are. Well, it's kind of a bit better than they have been the last couple of races, but it's good for them. You know, they're not 
I suppose if they can just get fifth and sixth in a couple of podiums like they have, then they're doing the best they can. But there was a thing this week where they're starting to be talk about going back to the previous concept of the because you know when they in, when they came out in testing they had the kind of normalish looking car and then then they suddenly brought out this car that had like no side pods oh fucking hell no side pods how's that going to work turns out it's not <laughs> and now they're in this kind of weird position where they go do they keep researching how to fix this no side pod thing which is apparently very quick in a computer but I was listening to another thing about it that was saying that what's happening is because there's no side pod, just the, the the floor is flexing too much because there's nothing on top of it to stop it flexing and they can't control that and that's what's causing all the porpoising. So they can either spend like a year strengthening to make this kind of perfect concept or they can go back to the one that works. And it's just, oh, it's getting embarrassing because what do you do? But have <laughs> they actually figured out what the problem is now? Do they Are they on top of why it's doing it? Because what I'd heard before and I don't know if this is still the case, is that they're reluctant to sort of abandon the current concept, if you like, like the theory around which the car is developed. Because, and, and then, you know, just like, fuck it, this one isn't working, let's build another one. Because they're still, they still don't quite understand what's gone wrong. And if well, they abandon um, it, there's the chance that they'll build a new one with exactly the same problem. Well, no, because they won't build a new one, they'll go back to the older one, which was quick. Because, you know, the older one oh, I see. testing. The first test, they were doing really well. Then they did the second test. Mm, yeah. But from my understanding, and this is from listening to another podcast, so let's not pretend that I've been talking to people in Mercedes or I have contacts or anything. This is literally, I was going for a run and I was half listening. But we'll place that as conjecture. Is it because they now know it's that the floor is flexing, but it's flexing in such an unpredictable way that because they've, they've trimmed off so much of the side pod, there's just this huge area of floor. And they're just like, so they, well, I don't know, put a couple of struts in? I don't know what they need to do. Maybe they'll or come back with absolute massive side pods. Just put a fucking side pod on it. It's like going, oh, this floor's a bit twisty. What should we do? Put a sideboard on it. You know, that's what you do at home. Put a, uh, you think they should go for sideboards rather they than side pods? They should go for sideboards. Mm-hmm. Two sideboards and a would be good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, keep an eye out at Barcelona. Induction hob in Lewis's seat so he can't wear his metal jewellery. Induction hob by Barcelona. T-shirt printed up. There we go. There we go. (laughs) And this jewellery thing is getting a bit silly, isn't it? What are your thoughts on this? So, for for background, there's a rule. There's a long-standing rule that hitherto has not been that tightly thinked, where you're not supposed to wear jewellery in the car because, theoretically, it's a safety risk. If there's a fire, it could get really hot. If you get injured and have to have an MRI, it messes with the MRI. Those are what the FIA is saying. And now they're sort of enforcing it more. And the thing is, it does feel like it's targeted against Lewis Hamilton, who, to be fair, has had a lot of shit from the FIA lately, and it does feel a bit racist. And I do seem to like Lewis Hamilton, and I kind of agree with everything he does. So my initial gut reaction is, lay off Lewis, mate. And then I read the interview with Lewis Hamilton when he tries to defend why he doesn't want to wear jewellery, and his arguments basically boil down to, well, I've always worn jewellery, and it's been fine, so why should I change now? And I'm like, oh, come on, mate, come up with a better argument than that. You know, it's just like... <laughs> This is just a, it's not a good argument to say, which is like, going, oh, you know, never used to wear helmets. Why should I'm, I? You know, I'm sort of in I'm sort of in the same boat where it's just like, yeah, stick it to the FIA. The stupid rules that don't mean anything. But then you you hear the reasoning for the rules and you're like, OK, and then he fa- does this are whole, fairly good reasons. And yeah, and then he does this whole like, oh, for a long time. And I've got this nose ring that I can't get out on my own. I'm is like, you're Lewis fucking Hamilton. Yeah, That's you've got millions of dollars. I'm sure you sure you can yeah. figure out how to. Yeah, that's the one I can't get. Get someone to take a nose ring out. When he says, yeah. I can't, You're yeah. in Miami. 
you, you've got an entourage of people. Can you maybe get one of your entourage to go to a piercing shop and get someone? Like, mm. at worst, go to a piercing shop in Miami and give someone, like, 10 grand to come to the Grand Prix and take out a piercing. Like, that... Yes, you can take it out. Yeah. Well, apparently he did also say, uh, and I'm surprised more hasn't been made of this. He did also say that he had another piercing that he couldn't tell us where it was, that he couldn't take out. In Rocco. <coughs> Is that a dog? That's his dog. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's not in the car. Hayes. It looked like the holy grail of actual points could be on the horizon for Schumacher. Then he had a racing incident with Vettel. Magnussen was slightly less of the golden boy we used to when he clipped Stroll post-safety car restart. Shame, as it was only second time Magnussen hadn't scored any points this season. Will we see Magnussen next season? Or does it just depend on whether we're in a nuclear war or not? <laughs> yeah, I think... I mean, are you saying he's a cockroach? <laughs> I'm, I'm I think just... he'll be in back next season. I mean, he's done that thing as well of being like, first three races, he's like Ferrari. He's like, yeah, well, look at me, I'm Kevin Magnussen, I'm fifth. And that was just like, oh, it's, the house has just gone back to normal. Everything's just sinking back. But let's give a let's give a shout out to the best radio message of the year so far, which is Mick Schumacher in tears. Go, oh, but that was... That was my corner, Daddy Vell. <laughs> I was going to say hit his he hit his hero and best mate, didn't he? There's like a Daddy. a very good relationship between those two, but not anymore. Daddy, Daddy Vettel, I didn't mean to hit you, Daddy. He did sound very much. Oh, that was that was my corner. <laughs> What's wrong, Mick? <laughs> Although I like the way that Vettel, who was just crashes out of every race, was so nonchalant about it. It's like, oh. He's like, oh, someone, oh, I've crashed out of the race again. Oh, well, oh, oh. Oh, guess that's the end of that then. (laughs) See you then. I hope you get my cup of tea warm. I said I wouldn't, (laughs) I said I'd be back before it got cold. (laughs) Cup of tea. Oh, I'm English. Oh, cup of tea. Did you see his protest? Was that real? No, he did. Yeah, he wore the Miami is going to be underwater t-shirt. Is that the one you mean? No, the other protest, the pants protest. Oh, yes. Oh, I've forgotten about that. Yes, he did. So, because you can't wear pants. There was a lot of protest this weekend. So you have to wear pants. No. What are the FIs saying? You're not, you can't you're wear not pants? allowed to wear normal pants. You've got to wear special fireproof pants. Oh, they must cost and, a fortune. And a lot of them. Yeah, they do. And, uh, and there's no money in F1. That's the trouble. Um, <laughs> and a lot of them for a long time, again, have just been wearing normal pants, which you're not supposed to do because they will literally explode. But Vettel... That's, that's what happened to Grosjean. Like, it was pants, his pants that blew up. But Vettel put his pants on over his racing suit as protest. Because yes. he just does not give a shit anymore. doesn't. And it was the same day as Hamilton did his protest, which we completely forgot to talk about, where after they gave the jewellery wrong, he came to the, the press conference wearing like three watches, hundreds of rings, and like 14 different necklaces. And it was, it was actually pretty funny. But still, no, it's a silly protest, but still. McLaren. Ricardo yet again did a cheeky rule break and everyone forgave him when he did his winning smile. Norris ended up colliding with Gasly and having to retire, but without the winning smile. How much of Ricardo's success do you think is to do with his gorge grin? That was how he broke the rules. He was gorgeous and they're not allowed to be gorgeous. I mean, he's good looking and he's thick. That's, <laughs> that's been many a people's career. Yeah. And apparently he's forgotten how to drive and he can't even stay within the track limits now, which is why he got a penalty. So he's slow and pretty and quite funny in the social meads. 
Do you remember when we thought he was good? Like, I do. It's I been really... a season and a bit. It's been a season and a quarter now, and he's still crap. <laughs> yeah, but even before that, he was crap in Renault as well, and he was crap in his last year. Well, he's not. I think, been I good. think Renault, Renault. We all thought uh, this is just because he's not used to the car and he wasn't there for that long. But yeah. he's he's had a season and a bit at McLaren now, and he's still rubbish. Yeah. I don't know. really I, rubbish. I don't know. I, I just, don't know how much longer McLaren are going to put up with him. I think next year he could be gone. I reckon they'll have Lando Norris in both cars. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> Norris is generally crushing it. I mean, he was unlucky this race because Gasly... Well, I say Gasly took him out. Gasly's car was broken and Norris, as far as I could tell, just sort of turned into him. It was a yeah, bit of a weird crash. Closer than he needed to. I yeah. Know. I mean, Maybe I he think wasn't it, paying attention. I think it definitely was the accident. He didn't think he was going to crash, and obviously that no one does. But actually, can we talk about that for a second? Because I'm a bit confused with this new regime of safety car, race director, and everything. It's just like, why do they keep doing this thing where they bring out the virtual safety car straight away when it's absolutely obvious that that's going to be a safety car, you know? I mean, maybe just because like, that's their default. It's like, right, let's look at this properly. Let's not just jump to random conclusions like maybe some other race directors have done in the but past. But surely They're there like, should be a right, big first step, right. that says we'll put, a, we'll put, a wheels we'll put, come off. <laughs> well, I think a wheels come off, boom. I think it's probably fairly obvious, but yeah, maybe they've got really small TVs that they look on, I don't know, and they can't tell. Um, and they're just like, what's happening well, there? That would be great. <laughs> If that was Michael Massey's excuse, of like, we just got this little black and white TV, mate. Uh, didn't even know which car was which. I was just looking at the one on the left. <laughs> Aston Martin. Things did not get off to a good start for the Aston Martin boys when their fuel temperatures meant they both started from the pit lane. Things didn't get much better and Stroll only got points because of Alonso's time penalty. What question would you ask Vettel, though, in question time? Oh, Yes. Yes, Fettel's doing fucking question time on the BBC. This for our in international... Is it, when, is in it next week? I think it's this week as we're recording, Tomorrow. I think, yeah. Tomorrow. So for our international uh, listeners, question time is a long-running BBC political show where they get usually people who know about politics to come in and answer questions from the audience and talk about the issues of the day. It's like quite a serious news show. Mm-hmm. And they don't normally have Formula One drivers on it. It's basically like the news equivalent of this podcast. <laughs> Very similar, yeah. Um, I must remember to watch that, actually, because, I mean, he's obviously quite big into his campaigning and whatnot these days. But I do wonder what the questions are going to be to him. It's like, why are you not as good as you used to be? No, no one's going to know who he is. Well, I don't know. He's a four-time um, F1 world champion. I'm interested, though, by the because what name recognition do you reckon Sebastian Vettel has with the people on the street of Britain? We said Sebastian Vettel... They go. They probably say, know he's a Formula One driver. They probably know he's a world champion. I don't think they know he's shit now. That's my point. So I think they'll be quite impressed. <laughs> I think if you asked a hundred people in the style of Family Fortunes, I think fifty of them would know who he was. But that's not how Family Fortunes works. I haven't watched it. <laughs> it the question would have to be: Name uh, ex world champion who's going to be on Question Time. I think fifty of them would say Sebastian Vettel. That's our top answer. Ding. Okay. And then some others would say, Jochen Rint. Uh-uh. Oh. <laughs> Nigel Mansell. That would Ding. be the top answer. That would be the top answer, actually, yeah. I'd like to see, I'd like to see an all F1 driver panel with uh, Nigel Mansell, Sebastian Vettel, oh. Jensen Button, Lewis Hamilton, but- and Daniel Ricciardo. Who's, and Daniel Ricciardo's just been giving some crayons at the end. <laughs> and they go, so what do you think about party game? <laughs> I've drawn a ship. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you can have a shoe oh, for the charisma. beer of wow. <laughs> Um <laughs> Yes. Changing back to the actual race. Cold what fuel. Was, well, no, yeah, because there's a bit, when I was watching the highlights, Crofty obviously had to do some like, explanation for the edit or something because he kind of went, and they're starting from the pit lane because they've had to take all the fuel out of their car so they can put it back in. And I'm like, sure. that has not helped explain anything. <laughs> I'm still not entirely clear on what this was. In fairness, I haven't really looked into it, but from watching the race and the highlights, the fuel was cold. Cold fuel, Terry. The fuel was too cold, which meant they had to start from the pit lane. I don't know. I don't know why an incredibly hot place the fuel was too cold. I don't know what that means in terms of why that was an issue, and I don't know why it means they had to start from the pit lane. Does this imply they all the teams heat up the fuel? I don't know. Because surely that's fraught with danger as well. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Yeah. And they've just got the work experience kid with a blowtorch making sure it doesn't get too cold. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's like an old tea lady with one of those big metal urns. <laughs> just, <laughs> just keep like, it warm. Fuel for one, dear. Put it a couple at a time. Ooh. Do you want a pink um. wafer? <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Um Oh, my dog's here. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with that. But, um, yeah, they started from the pit lane. And I guess Stroll getting a point starting from the pit lane is actually yeah. not too bad. That's true. Because Stroll's better than Fettel now. I mean, that that is a sad state yeah. of affairs, isn't it? I mean, for all us bitching about Stroll, he's not the shittest rich Canadian on the grid. There has been some murmurings this week of Aston Martin maybe selling. Selling? With the team? Yeah, as in there was a question somewhere and they did that kind of, we're, not, we're going to give that kind of answer that makes it look as if we're not going to say anything. Oh, do you think Lawrence is finally realising that Lance might not be world champion? Yeah, and you know, if Audi is sniffing around to buy a team, you know. Well, might they want a good team though? Yeah, but Lawrence Stroll can probably just be like, look, putting all this infrastructure I never wanted to win anyway it was all about handing it on to the next guy I <laughs> heard my son has to stay <laughs> I heard a rumour that they were considering getting rid of Vettel and they had their eye on Alonso because they were like we don't want some washed up old world champion let's get Alonso let's just check where Alonso is in the standings this year he's doing 16th. a lot better oh yeah. yeah is that better than Vettel though where's Vettel 14th. <laughs> okay. So it's worse, but you know, why deal with a washed up old world champion when you can get when a washed up, up old when you can get a less successful washed up world champion who's notoriously difficult to work for or with. Has Lance Stroll got a brother? <laughs> Vance. Alpha Tauri. Sonoda may be entertaining in drive to survive, but on the track he is dull as dishwater. He makes a mistake, can't correct it, and so is just disappointing. I've got nothing more to say about him. Luck, however, was not on Gasly's side, though, considering last race Hamilton couldn't overtake him, which sounds a lot more impressive than it was. In Miami, he collided with Alonso, and on the way back to the pit, he made contact with Norris. I don't understand Sonoda. This is exactly what happened last year. He did the first race and was really impressive, and then was shit all year, and then did the last race was good, and now he's done the first race was very impressive. It was very entertaining on Netflix, and now he's just fading into obscurity again. Like, what's going on with him? He's not very good, and he'll never get to Red Bull. <laughs> 
Well, the Red Bull seats are closed off now, aren't they? And you know, they, what will they, they'll never get rid of Verstappen and Perez. They'll never get rid of Verstappen. The Perez seat will be unless they'll have to have a proper hot shot, like potential replacement for Verstappen to get rid of Perez. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Perez like, is down, a relatively safe pair of hands. Oh yeah, yeah. Down the line, when but we're talking like ten years at this fucking rate, so you know. They'll be churning through the AlphaTauri drivers. Like Gasly, Gasly, I think is going to stay at AlphaTauri because he's good enough that they're like, okay, fine, oh, he'll so he'll, you, he'll, yeah. he'll stay there, and then they'll have this sort of rotating fourth seat, let's say, where they'll get the young oh, up and so comers in, and they'll give them a little bit of time. They'll wait until there's a new Verstappen. Yeah, yes, they're basically I think waiting so. until there's someone, and then Verstappen will be kicked out because Dietrich Mateschitz will be like you're dead to us. No, Ten I times think world champion Verstappen. I think they'll bring him you are up. No and, good to us anymore. I think they'll bring him up and train them under Verstappen. Like when Verstappen gets to like thirty, then they'll bring oh, in this like new seventeen-year-old. Look, I used to think Hamilton was a prick, and he grew up into a kind of statesman-like driver. I could tell you here and now, Verstappen is never going to mature into a statesman-like driver. Did you hear that story about his him and his dad that was doing the rounds this week? Yes. What was yes, it when the, he said? The story was that when, when he'd done something, he'd done an ill-advised move at a karting race in Italy, like he'd gone for a move that wasn't really there, he'd crashed and taken him out of the race, and I think it was quite an important race, maybe a world championship or something like that, and his dad was furious with him, and this is young Max, you know, as a kid, went back to the to the pits, and his dad was already packing everything up, and just said, just get in the van, just get in the van, and apparently they stopped halfway, and his dad basically kicked him out of the van and drove off leaving him abandoned at the side of the road in Italy because that's, that's what child abuse <laughs> and I'm Max sorry, was like oh I've made me the man I am today it's like well made you the twat yeah, you are today it has made the manies today I've grade A fucking <laughs> and I'm not having it Chica don't ever leave your kid in the street in Italy alright that's the one bit of parenting advice <laughs> I'm going to impart to you but no, if, I want, if I want them to succeed I'll do nothing else well if you want them to succeed obviously yeah. you have to do that Oh yeah, you want to be world champion, Precisely. you've got to treat them like an absolute piece of meat. <laughs> Alpine! In terms of Miami Entertainment, Alpine were the winners for me. Ocon crashed in practice and came home in the points. And Lonzo smacked into Gasly and graciously admitted it was his fault. What a gent. This is becoming a reliably fun team to watch every race. Do you agree? I mean, they haven't been boring, I'll give them that. If you're looking for like driving and operational excellence, not so much. But I, I suppose they've been interesting. I'm not sure what's going on this year. Like all the promise of the first couple of races does seem to have just disappeared from all the teams, doesn't it? Nobody's crushing it, are they? No. A few, like on occasion, you know, Ferrari crushed it for a bit. Red Bull are crushing it at the moment. But they've they had, had the their big old yeah. wobbles, both of them. Mercedes have done... The, what's the opposite of crushing it? They've made it look perfectly smooth. <laughs> yes, they've sort of resized it to... F- the restored it? They've restored yeah. it. I um, guess Alfa Romeo have been doing quite well. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just, probably, to be honest. I'm a bit... It's just Well, Bottas. The Fernando Alonso thing is just getting to... It's becoming a joke where it's this kind of... He's like the fisherman that says, oh, it was this big. You should have seen it. Or it's this big. And it's like every race. He's like, if that hadn't happened, I'd have won that race. And it's just like, yeah, but it did happen, didn't it, mate? He could have been a contender. Yeah. Keeps happening to you, doesn't it? I wonder where that is. Do you think think maybe it's you? 
Thing Mind you, your dad's been left you in Italy. <laughs> it's also been happening, happening, happening to Hamilton this season as well. So true. But Alcon crashed. That concrete barrier wasn't very good, mm. was it? No, you'd have thought they, they, this is Saudi all over yeah. again, isn't it? With the with the like, what? Just put a tech pro barrier there. That would save an awful lot of massive G forces. But 51 no. G's you got. That's a lot of money. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. We saw the first retirement of the race when Joe stood down with a water leak. Story of my life. Bottas was able to make <laughs> Bottas was able to make Mercedes sweat again until he crumbled. In interviews, etc., Bottas seems a different man. Is it success, a better work-life balance, or is there something else that has improved his life? Have you seen his Instagram today as we record this? No. I'm gonna look now. Oh, we're gonna do some live reacting to Valtteri Bottas's Instagram. I think this is the key as to why he's feeling better about himself. He's naked swimming. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting his ass out left, right and centre. It started off in Drive to Survive. Now, any opportunity, bums out for Bottas. He's just uh, finished. That's what they do. Yeah, I think he's just embracing the fact that he's finished. Oh, sorry, finish. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's getting his Bottas out. Bot out. That doesn't work. Yeah, it's the pressure. Look, because even though it's obvious to all of us for the last 25 years that he's never going to beat Lewis Hamilton and mm. Mercedes... He still had to, you know, and he had to go through that rigmarole every year of like, oh, over the summer I've got my ass out a lot, and now I'm going to be, over the winter I mean, I've got my ass out, and now I'm going to be Bottas 2.0, 3.0, 3.6, one point bug fix, and he had to he had to psych himself up to believe he's going to beat Hamilton, and then like Max Verstappen being left on an Italian slit road, <laughs> he had to be crushed every single year. And now this year he doesn't have to beat Hamilton; it doesn't matter. And coincidentally, he's been beating Hamilton. So maybe he has. About, not this yeah. week, though. He's got a teammate that, let's face it, he's always going to manage to beat because, you know, show's yeah. not that great. Although um, that bit when he was in front of the two Mercedes and then he hit the wall was... Well, that was classic Bottas. Kind of summed up his whole career, wasn't it? It's like, You've got to keep the crowd... shine! Oh. You've got to keep the crowd happy with, the, with your greatest <laughs> hits, haven't you? <laughs> it's like the Eagles not playing Hotel California. <laughs> yes, he seems very happy. He's still not very good at actual racing, but he's quick to drive around he's doing a lot better than his teammate uh who in fairness uh was unlucky because his car broke uh uh so we can't blame him too much this race but alfa are actually doing all right compared to where they were before they've got one decent driver and one who's yeah fine good on it does kind of seem that alfa and ferrari are the two teams that have moved up with the regulation change and everyone else has stayed the same except for maybe except for mercedes has gone down Everyone else seems to be about in the same place, give or Apart from Aston Martin, who were either good or terrible, and McLaren, who were either good or terrible. Yeah. Williams! Albon Williams. actually got points. What I want to talk about is, what do you think of their new body-confident paintless car diet? I, I just refuse to believe that any amount of weight of paint is going to make a difference to that car. There's a, there's a long and established history of this. This is why Mercedes are the silver arrows, because they shaved all the paint off to save weight. That's why they went silver, because they used to be white back in the day. And Williams were like, well, if it works for them, maybe it'll work for us. And they've been getting points with Albon. They've replaced like, that no-hope of Russell with somebody who can actually get the car in the points. But that's like me saying, oh, I can't beat Usain Bolt in the 100 metres. I know what I'll do. I'll, lo- I'll lop off a leg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to go that drastic. You know, just shave your beard and your head. And then we'll see where we're at. Have you, tri- have you tried it? Bolt. Yeah. Have you tried it? 
Mm. Have you tried getting rid of your beard and your head and racing? Uh, not your head. That'd be very different. <laughs> your beard and your hair and racing Sunlight. Usain Bolt. You don't know until you try it. I'm due for a new haircut, Ooh. so we'll see what it is next week. Skinhead. Have you ever have you ever gone fully, fully smooth? Slash balls, balls, balls. <laughs> All of which takes us to the standings with Terry Saunders. In first place, I'm doing a lot of partying. I won't be able to tell the ladies I'm leading the championship for long. It's Charlie Clerk. In second place, I'm trying my hardest to make the second half of this season really dull. It's Verstappen. In third place, I'm Tom Cruise. Oh, this has become callback central today. In fourth place, I'm dissatisfied. It's George Russell. In fifth place, it's just a shit race. That's better. That's Carlos Sainz. In sixth place, I'm getting everything pierced. It's Lewis Hamilton. In seventh place, I'm out, boys. It's Lando Norris. What a wanky thing to say. Um... In eighth place, you can pierce me, Lewis. It's Valtteri Bottas, <laughs> which I don't think is a bum joke. Um, ninth place, I'm out, boys. <laughs> Wink is Espan Ocon. In tenth place, pierce my balls. Um, in eleventh place, I'll drink the piercing pass. I'm a bit dense for attention, if oh. I'm honest. It's Daniel Ricciardo. It's twelfth place, I fucking hate piercings. It's Yuki Sonoda. And in thirteenth place, nipples. It's Pierre Gasly. <laughs> um, I never liked Schumacher, says Vettel in fourteenth. My mum has loads of piercings, says Albon in fifteenth. Oh. And 16th place, he's saying, 16th is the perfect place for a champion like me. It's Fernando Alonso. My dad's going to sell the team, but I'll stay, I think. It's Lance Stroll. And who's got one point? Who's on one? Who's got one point? So, go, go. Well, yeah. Your favourite and my favourite, Berkheim rejects T. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. So I thought, what would all of the Formula One teams be if they were social mm-hmm. media networks? So okay. in first place, it's Twitter of the fail whale era is Ferrari, which is, you know, really good, but often just fucks up. In second place, it's Snapchat, which is young, f- colourful and full of f- It's Red Bull Racing. Uh, Mercedes are MySpace after Facebook right now. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be relevant, not anymore. Um, McLaren is Tumblr. Every now and again, you remember its existence and Lando Norris porn memes. Um, Alfa Romeo are uh, Apple Ping. Do you remember that? No. Ping? no. Is that, that a thing? music? That was their music social network that failed abysmally. I don't even remember hearing about it. Yeah. It was on iTunes. You could like like an artist. Um, Garish Colours is Alpine Renault. I don't know what that means. Um, Alpha Tari, TikTok, because they're so fucking young. Uh, Haas is Grinder. <laughs> Aston Martin is your first job's intranet. And Williams are fax machines. <laughs> and now for the man of the match of driving. And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. As Radiohead sang, fake plastic trees are great, but have you thought about fake boats pretending to be on the water next to the track for the Miami Grand Prix? There was a lot of mockery on Twitter about the circuit having a bunch of boats sitting on concrete next to a track to look like there's a marina when there isn't. And obviously I'm going to bang on about how stupid it all is, but honestly, I'm kind of fine with it. It was a dull race, but boy, does it look beautiful. Trees everywhere and big vistas of Tifosi hanging off branches of trees so that they can get a closer look to signs fucking it up. But most other tracks, yeah. Like we're always told it's important for Formula 1 to have this huge reach around the world, which is different to a huge reach around. But every track looks like some grey concrete with Heineken adverts and barriers and grandstands and in Singapore, some darkness. I believe in a thing, God love. Don't worry, I have a solution. (laughs) With the Las Vegas GP coming up, F1 should take a leaf from the city of sin and build fake landmarks all around the track. 
Yes, Paul Ricard is in the middle of nowhere, but what's stopping there being an Eiffel Tower at turn one? Australia can have corks dangling over the track like Mario Kart rewards, and Saudi can just have beheaded corpses instead of curbs. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about the sad passing of Tony Brooks uh, at the age of 90, former F1 driver for many teams, uh, including Ferrari, and widely regarded to be the best British driver who never won a championship, apart from Sterling Moss. But good innings, 90. Good Good work. And... And to Terry Saunders. Oh, I've talked about it. Oh, fuck it. I'll talk about it again. I'm going on a date tomorrow night with uh, Jack Nichols, but um, I have talked about that. Oh. So we have a time to talk about that. But I'm also, he's booked a table for five people. What kind of date is this? Well, I don't know. I like. Yeah. <gasps> Who else is going to be there? Oh, no, wait. It's not, it's not going to be Palmer, is it? Well, that's what, that was my thought. Isn't it? Cause, but it's going to be, it might be some Formula E royalty. I don't know who any of them are. It'll probably be like, this is Nick DeFries, uh, and I'll like shake the. Plan. Who does he? Well, it he, he, uh, could be Nicky Shields, who I've met and is really nice. Uh, Dario Franchitti, who's a bit of an IndyCar legend and seems like a nice guy. That'd be nice, yeah. Vernon Kay. Is Vernon Kay? He does the Formula E, doesn't, doesn't he? For, I think so. Oh, that'd be good. All right. Uh, I don't know who else is on there. Is that it? Is there anybody else? So, by the time this goes out, I'll have had dinner with Vernon Kay and maybe Jack will turn up, I'm not sure. But. Um, <laughs> Go on Twitter and I'll tell everyone. Well, I can't because I shouldn't. I can't. No, we celebrities don't talk about who we have dinner with. So um, <laughs> maybe he's just booked it for five so he doesn't have to sit next to you. He's going to be like Putin <laughs> sit at the end of the table. He's like, where are Phil and Chica? And I'm like, they don't live here. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks to discuss the Spanish Grand Prix in Spain. But in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1 sake, and follow us on Twitter at for F1 sake. Phil, how can listeners get 20% off and free delivery on the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped? Head to manscaped.com and use the code balls, balls, balls. Don't balls it up. And Terry, where and Terry, where can people buy merch? FF1S.com forward slash shop shop balls. <laughs> shop shop. Thanks shop. for listening. See you in a fortnight. Ivy G Carreras. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.